Hi friends, uh, Nathan Pierce here with Family Protection Ministries. It is June 9th and uh, happy Friday to you. We are uh, having a busy week again. The legislature has been working on making some amendments to bills, um, setting some hearing dates uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. This week there are no hearing dates on any of the bills that we are uh, actively working on. Uh, so that's uh, good news for us. It gives us a little time to catch up on some of the amendment language. Um, so uh, while we are doing that, I have been able to do an interview with uh, Dr. Brian Ray of National Home Education Research Institute. He is the director there and um, it has been a great thing to be able to uh, use a lot of the research that Dr. Brian Ray has done. We have worked with him on doing research on California-specific studies as well as nationwide studies. And I'm really grateful that he joined us today to talk about a couple of things, including uh, the Washington Post article, as well as some other things uh, that are important for us to understand. So uh, today, today's uh, podcast is primarily on the philosophical level, and I hope that uh, you're able to enjoy uh, this discussion as we go through these topics. So uh, thanks so much for joining us today, and I hope you enjoy this edition. Welcome to The Frontline with FPM, where we talk about California politics, homeschool freedom, parental rights, and the family. I'm your host, Nathan Pierce, and thanks for joining us today. Let's jump right in and see what's going on here on the front line. All right, well, I'm excited to have Dr. Brian Ray to join us today. Thanks so much for your time, uh, Dr. Ray. You're welcome. It's good to be here, Nathan. As always, I love getting on here with you. Yeah, it's it's great. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you and specifically these topics i know they're um <laughs> they're talking they're topics that aren't uh the funnest really yeah. um to have to encounter but i'm really glad that um that we're able to talk about it and that uh we don't have to be afraid to talk about them because um we know the truth ultimately and um so i'm grateful for that so um, the, the topics that we're covering today um, relate to some of the things that we're seeing in the news, specifically uh, relating to homeschooling. And we're going to also talk a little bit about uh, some, some legislation that we don't always think about in terms of homeschooling, but we want to talk a little bit about it in the context of homeschooling, how these issues that might be considered to be sort of family-related uh, legislative issues um, can actually be looked at in the context of homeschooling, and we can actually see how it really does matter uh, to homeschooling itself. Um, so let's go ahead and start with uh, the first item on our list, which is the Washington Post article that came out, oh, I don't know, maybe about a week ago at this point, probably. Mm -hmm. And um, well, you've read the article, it's a lengthy article, and you know, it kind of maybe reminds us of some other articles we've seen in the past. But mm -hmm. what are your initial thoughts on the, the the overall article? Yeah, well, I don't think we mentioned the title yet, have we? It's called it says something oh, yeah. like uh, the revolt of the Christian homeschoolers. Yeah, yeah. The revolt of the Christian homeschoolers. And I think the way I want to start it 
Nathan, is just like, let's just put some cards on the table, okay? Yeah. So as you read through the article, it's it, it's engaging, it's fascinating, it, it's it's written to be that way. You know, it it'll it'll grab your probably grab most people's heartstrings a little bit, either with anger or or uh, joy or or something. You know, it's it's written that way. Yeah. So the the piece I want to put on the table first of all is do some public government school parents make mistakes and do a bad job on some things raising their children absolutely do some catholic school jewish school new age pagan private school or christian school private school parents do make some mistakes or maybe do some bad things while raising their children absolutely do some homeschool parents make mistakes or do some bad things raising their children absolutely mm -hmm. well let's just Let's just put that on the table. Right. And not, it's not beat around the bush. It's not beat around the bush. And for those who are, you know, excited about homeschooling or or want to homeschool, uh, you don't have to be defensive about homeschooling in general. Because anytime you get into an article like this, it 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 appears or it could be. You don't know. We don't know the motive of the author, but it kind of looks like maybe trying to paint with a broad brush homeschoolers in particular christians in particular fundamentalist christians you know it's like right. you start narrowing it down yeah they're homeschoolers they're homeschoolers and then there are those who say they're christian and then then within that some people will even kind of look with a you know kind of a cringy face oh and then there are those right-wing christians so that's yeah. This is not this is not an atypical article. It's we see it we see it all over culture. You know, it's with a kind of a cringy look at people they would call conservative or right wing or fundamentalist, while those people would simply call themselves Bible believing Christians. You know, that's kind of how that's that's my preface to this whole conversation. Um, yes, parents make mistakes. Parents sometimes do bad things. Public school, private school, homeschooler. So let's just get that on the table. Let's not yeah. defend. Let's not defend anything that's bad. Um, right. Yeah, and I think that's important because we have to acknowledge. <clears throat> you know, we're not uh, going to deny that there's bad things that happen. Yes. And um, those things, those bad things, happen in a in a wide range of situations and a wide yes. range of families from various backgrounds and various life situations. Yes. And it's at the same time, it's important to also point out that when these bad things happen, we should acknowledge that and and say that it's a terrible thing that yes. they're happening. Yes. I mean, if you're in a, uh, let's say you're in a local church, it could be called, you know, middle of the road evangelical Christian church. And if you are there and, and your friend, a dad or a mom, is perhaps, in your opinion, being too harsh in attitude or disciplinary actions, whether that's timeouts or whether that's you don't get to go be with your friends or whether that's, you know, a switch on the bottom. You, 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 you know, you think it's too harsh. You, you talk with your friend, right? Right. Or and then, you, you know, there's more than that. There's church leadership. So um, if you think that your friend is spoiling the children, you know, and. And and pointing them toward a life of licentiousness and everything, you talk with your friend, right? It, it's, right. 
it could be either of those. So I think that's a really good thing for us all to keep in mind, not get all excited about, too excited about people when they do stereotypes in articles like this. Um, the second thing I think of is the title, the, the revolt of the Christian homeschooler, homeschoolers, you know. So Nathan, you and I, you know, we like to be philosophical. We have to be philosophical and we're, we're philosophical because everybody has to realize all these things we talk about, the, the three topics we're going to talk about today are hugely influenced by our, our worldview, our presuppositions, what we, what we believe to be true, what's of value, all those kinds of things. So one of the first things I ask is, is this a revolt of Christians who were homeschooled? Is this a revolt of people who maybe are Christians who were homeschooled? Uh, is this a revolt of people who aren't Christians but were raised by Christian parents and they were homeschooled. You know, there's all, yeah, all, this, yeah. all this mixture going on. And you know what? An extremely few newspaper journalists understand and are going to properly evaluate Christian life. And I do not expect it from the Washington Post. So, <laughs> that's my that's my second. That's my yeah. second. That's my second preface. I don't know any comments on that, Nathan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think yeah, we always have to come back and look at who's doing the writing and where is this coming from. Yeah. Um, and like any uh, media, which I guess we'll get into that a little bit too. But yes, we have to acknowledge that everything comes from a worldview of some kind. Yes. And um, there's nothing that's neutral, just like education. We talk about education is never neutral. It presents a, a view of the world, yeah. a worldview. And so we have to acknowledge that when we look at, at, at items in the news like this. Yeah. Um, as as with anything, it's from yeah, somebody so, that has an opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So so we had to lay that, you know, a little bit of foundation here. So maybe we can jump into a few of the I don't know, maybe main points of the article. I mean, could we call it that main points? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think one of the main points is that uh, some families that homeschool have parents who are Christians. And now the adults who are raised in those homes think that it was too restrictive of an environment. How's that? <laughs> and yeah. And, and some and some of them believe that they were perhaps mistreated or harshly treated in terms of how they were raised, in terms of discipline, all those things. And you know what? Okay, again, let, let's just say yes, some were. Uh, and let's not defend that. It's just let's just say okay, some were. Yeah, that's true. Uh, at the same time, I also know because I'm older and I've raised a bunch of children and I know gobs, that's a scientific term. Yeah, right. I've I, raised, like I know I've met gobs of young people who are 18 to 40 who were homeschooled. And I also know that their perceptions of what happened sometimes are not reality. That's I just that's know true that. too. Yeah. You know, you, know, you, you there, I could tell stories, but I'm not going to tell stories. Um, so I don't know if I would like to say, okay, if there is, if somebody has been, was actually biblically harmed or maltreated by his or her parents, that was wrong and 
And if that young adult has never had a conversation with the parents, go do it, you know, go do it, sit down, don't attack, but talk about it. Okay. That, that's what I would say. And when I say biblically harmed, I mean, you know, that comes back to our worldview is being denied a package of M&Ms and you only get to have M&Ms once every two months. Is that harm? I'd say biblically, no, you know, so, no, you know, the, the God, God says to parents, raise your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Okay. Now that's a pretty tender, but directed directive command, you know, in the nurture that's lovingly, kindly, compassionately, warmly with their best interest in mind and, and admonition. That's a little more like, Hey, reproof and those kinds of things. We also know in the Bible, that it talks about different forms of discipline includes corporal punishment. And, and even though people pretend they're aghast at that, the large majority of Americans believe in it and practice spanking. Let's just face mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Spanking all, it always has to be very much under control. Not when a parent's angry. There are a lot of ways. I don't want to get too much detail on that, but okay. Yeah. If that was not done, Hey, then talk with your parents about it. Uh, but now let's talk about the other big chunk in this article how's that you know, yeah it sounds you know, good the other big chunk and and it you know portrays these people as out of touch with reality uh the article i think portrays christians who believe that the bible is the word of god as kind of neanderthalistic neand is that a word neanderthalic yeah, sure. neanderthalic neanderthalic i don't know <laughs> um, ignorant blind how could they possibly believe there was right. a part that Noah built. Right. How can, think, they, yeah. how can they possibly believe that the earth is only about 8,000 years old? You know, just treating them like they're unintelligent. Yeah. That's a big mistake. Right. By this author. Um, I happen to know there are people with PhDs, multiple doctorates, that, that doesn't really matter. I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah. In engineering, engineering, physics, who believe those things? Right. Right. Uh, you know, and so let's let's sit down and have a conversation. Let's not let's not, you know, throw innuendo at them in an article. Uh, right. So that, that's a fallacy in the article. Um, I don't know any comments there. I've got a, I've got all kinds of comments. Nathan, you know, I'll talk forever. It, it's fascinating <laughs> to me. You know, well, there's one there's one thing in here that um, I, I I kind of appreciated the inclusion and I'm. Uh, of uh, a quote from Mike Ferris in here. Yes. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Will you read it? You have it in front yeah. of you. Yeah. So, um, so there, there's a there's a, there's a reference to what Mike Ferris said in here that's not a direct quote, and then there is a direct quote. Uh, first, yes. it says Ferris said it is not uncommon for children who grow up in oppressively patriarchal households to reject or at least moderate their parents' beliefs. Yes. However, he said. Such families are a minority in the homeschooling movement and are often considered extreme even by other conservative Christians. You, you touched on this a little. Yes. Um, and then here's the quote. It says, I view this as the fringe of the fringe, Ferris said, and every kid that I know that has lashed out at homeschooling came out of this. So I thought that That's, was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mike. Um, well, first of all, let's set the context for everybody. Mike Ferris has been around the modern homeschool movement for almost all of the modern homeschool movement. <laughs> and he's right. And he's and he's one of the most experienced ever with all kinds of people within the homeschool movement. So 
we should give a lot of weight to him. And he's he's not he's not uh, prone toward exaggeration. So, yes, in my experience, that's generally true. That when parents were probably biblically harsh or lording it over their children or getting some non-biblical, extra-biblical ideas about what it means to be a father or a man, yes, those tend to be clearly tend to be young adults now who are angry about it you know and yeah. lashing out. so i yeah. i tend to agree with mike on that yeah absolutely yeah and i i thought that was um uh, appropriate i guess that that they included that in here yes and that was good that was good it, yeah. it was it was one of what i i think is probably a a, a fair a fair uh, inclusion uh yes. of, of something considering um there's there's a lot of there's a lot of finger pointing in yes. this article. Yes, there was a lot, and I don't know. I here's a, here's another thing. I don't want to dismiss bad teaching or bad behaviors by certain people in the modern homeschool. By the way, some of the people pointed out were not just a part of the homeschool movement. They were they were overlapping with other circles. So let's not right. forget, let's not forget that. It, now another thing is. And again, this is not to be dismissive, but a lot of what this author's talking about was happening, I would say, 10 years or more ago. Right. That's true. Yeah. Let's all keep let's all keep that in mind now. You know, that's a, I think that's very important. And some of the even what I would consider negative that the author's talking about has pretty much disappeared from the Christian sec segment of the homeschool movement. Okay. Uh, now another thing I just forgot, go ahead. But when you, um, when you say, um, that, uh, some of these people were in homeschool circles, but they were in other circles also. Yes. What, why, why does that matter? Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. Because I think that what, <clears throat> I don't want to name names. I'm not into that. Okay. Sure. But let's just say in my opinion, certain things that were taught. That were not biblical, extra biblical, yeah, uh, too harsh, too con, you know, too domineering, whatever you want to call it. They were already teaching in other circles before they were into or got into the homeschool circles. So, it's the reason it's important to say what they were doing or what they taught is not unique, and it is not necessarily a part of homeschooling. That's what I'm getting at. Okay? Right. Yeah. Okay. And and in fact, everybody needs to remember that that. The back in the early days of the modern homeschool movement, I know that's redundant. This is okay. So that's from now on when I say homeschooling, I mean the modern <laughs> homeschool, modern homeschool movement. Okay. I mean, there were there were non-Christians. There were people we would some people who would call leftists, and and they would just be repulsed to think that this was associated with them. Right. And then when you look at the Christian element of the homeschool circles, they're repulsed at what was going on by some of these people. So sure. We, we we need to be sure that we don't get in this idea that oh let's just say all all Christian homeschoolers are like this nowhere near that no right. nowhere near that not at all in fact um, this I'm going to make this up this is not research okay I sure. would say the majority of Christian homeschoolers at the time that some of these key people were teaching some wrong things did not go attend their conferences okay the majority did not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So just got to remember that. 
Now, there's another piece. Okay, I remembered it, Nathan. May yeah. I say it before I forget? <laughs> uh, yep. Here's another thing that I suppose it, it could get lost on the secular um, audience or the non-Christian audience. But another thing we got to keep in mind when we look at people who are now, let's say, in their late 20s, 30s, early 40s, who are, quote, rejecting homeschooling or very upset about how it was done with them. Um, this is not to say they're not valuable, but many of them, in my experience and reading their articles, they are not Christians. So mm -hmm. they, they are now telling us what homeschooling should be like when they do not have the mind of Christ understanding the scriptures and having a heart filled with the Holy Spirit. So we also have to be careful of that. Like, you, you, so, don't, you don't, you know, yeah, go ahead. So you're saying basically they have a different worldview than their parents did. <clears throat> And yeah. so when they look at basically raising children, they have a different perspective on how raising children should be done than their parents did because they yeah. have a different worldview. Absolutely. Absolutely. They and, were never they were never born again. They never had the experience of, of, of the Holy Spirit and understanding that the Bible is our foundation. Well, Christ is our foundation. Okay. Sure. So we've got the Bible. It's it's directly from him. So now they see things very different. And 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 unfortunately, uh, a lot of people who are not Christians, they they will kind of only tell you the bad parts you know, of what they didn't like. They will not talk about all the wonderful parts. Um, sure. For example, again, this is this is I keep saying this. This is not dismissing anything bad that was done. OK, but and, and it does fit another point I want to make about this article. So you're going to hear mainly about the negative things. What they do not usually tell you is, hey, I was raised in a amazing middle class, lower middle class, upper middle class family. I always had food, shelter, and clothing. My mom and dad were always around. Uh, they did not. They did not sexually abuse us. They did not. Well, we think spanking was abuse, but they didn't physically abuse us. Uh, we got to go on field trips. We got to read books more than our friends did. You know, they don't talk about all that. Right. I got a good job out of high school. Yeah, I got a good job out of high school. I got a master's degree in right. philosophy. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they tend to not emphasize that. And, and mm -hmm. many of these articles do not emphasize that. So it, it kind of muddies the water that it was all bad. Um, and, and that does lead me to my point here. Sure. These articles, yeah. articles, I'm not, I don't want to generalize, but articles like this also leave you with the taste. Okay. I told you before we got on here, Nathan, that for some reason I could not get in the article. I don't know. It's wanting my birth date and whether <laughs> I like whether I like sports more than cooking and all that, you know, to get in here. But anyway, <laughs> is, I think it, it ends with I think the article ends with and there was these young people who were homeschooled. Child is running happily toward the school building. Right. Yeah. Uh, something like that. Am yeah, I exaggerating? Yeah. Am I exaggerating? OK, that's it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's this very Pollyannish mythological view of the state-run government public school. You know, there's nothing in there about the fact that the, the best research we have shows that 10% of public school students, which means about 5 million today, will be sexually maltreated by public school employees by the time they graduate. Right. It does not mention that in the last few years, public school academic achievement went downhill significantly. It does not mention 
they a large percent i can't say it's it's whatever percent it is it's bad yeah probably children are suicidal ideational uh, it does not mention what percent do not vote when they grow up it, it doesn't mention all that stuff so you know it's it's a mythical idea it's yeah. just a wonderful place it's beautiful and you all come out happy never mind the article does not talk about the worldview taught in public schools is antithetical to biblical Christianity. So there's so much that's not said in the article. Yeah. Well, I think uh, to to on that specific point at the end where it ends the article, I think it's really interesting that with that presentation of the parents choosing the public school for their child, the law allows them as parents to make that choice. Yes. And I think that's fascinating because that's what I would call parental rights. <laughs> yes. Which is something that is sort of slammed in this article by yes. name. Uh, yeah, that's, rights. that's a great point, Nathan. That's a great point. Now, here, here you go. You, you grew up in this environment. Most of you were so physically and emotionally blessed, uh, physically at least, than major portions of the world. You yeah. you know how to read, you you got your you got your bachelor's degree if you wanted it, and and now you can say I don't like how my parents did it and I want my children to experience government run schooling. You get to do it. Yeah, you can choose that. It's an option Nobody, for you. Nobody's stopping you. You know, like yeah, a lot of the rest of the world, a lot of it, parents can't choose that. Right, That's right. Not available. That's part of the reason uh, we have that. People say, well, well, we've had public school option forever. No, we haven't. Okay. <laughs> we've not had it forever. And part of the reason every parent listening and every lawmaker listening here, part of the reason we have the options is because of the homeschool movement. The modern homeschool movement is made up of some of the most incisive, thoughtful, courageous, active believers in the right and authority of parents to make decisions for their children of any group in America. Perhaps the ultimate group is the homeschool community overlapping with a few others, but everybody should thank the modern homeschool movement for this, you know, yeah. and that's, you know, and I think that's, that's something, maybe should we kind of move over to that next topic about yeah, that absolutely. parental rights? Yeah, so, so we, uh, we have a number of bills in California in the process of of going through to get voted on by the legislature and get signed into law by the governor yep. that relate to what I would call again, parental rights. And these are issues, for example, um, allowing uh, young people can currently in California go and get their, their identity, uh, uh, their gender on their identity changed by a court. But um, they, this one bill wants to make it so that they can do that secretly without their parents' knowledge. And um, there's another bill that requires or that, that allows uh, social services to provide social workers to go do home visits when somebody's got a new baby. Uh, they want to just provide a social worker um, at will to, to be available to, to bring parenting counsel and advice and help help to parent for those new parents. So, and we've had mandatory home visits like this proposed in California before. Uh, this is another, you know, the state taking the role of parents and family and community and church um, 
and just saying, oh, well, we're going to provide this service now. Right. Yeah. Um, another bill uh, is is requiring foster parents uh, to sign a document saying we will affirm whatever uh, gender identity or sexual identity that uh, the foster children uh, might identify as. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is taking in this in that particular case, it's foster parents is not actual um, parents with their biological children, but it could easily get there. Um, so so looking at this trajectory and sort of seeing where all of these lines intersect, how does that how do these various issues impact homeschooling? What, what does that have to do with homeschooling and, and yeah. where does that connect? Well, Nathan, here we go back to philosophy. <laughs> yes. Okay. It it has to. Everything everything goes there. It I remember does. when I first I remember when I first, you know, got saved and a little bit later I was getting these college and university degrees and and I mentioned the word philosophy. A lot of Christians said, Ryan, that's a that's evil. That's not a biblical concept. Like, whoa, whoa what happened here? No, it is. Everybody I want Christians to remember that in, in a sense, philosophy is the overarching uh, realm of of, of of thinking because it philosophy deals with you know we we call it metaphysics and epistemology and axiology you know those are fancy words epistemology is how do we know anything and and metaphysics is what is real and i'm simplifying way oversimplifying this and axiology deals with what is a value okay so if you don't know what you believe about that then you probably don't even know whether you're a christian or not a christian or a, a wiccan or a or a Jew or a Muslim, or, you know, you probably don't really know why you believe what you believe. So we do go back to philosophy. So biblically, we have the jurisdictions of the civil government, uh, the church, and the local church, and, and the family. Right. And some people would add a third jurisdiction, the individual. Okay, but we don't, we don't need to worry too much about all that. But there's these jurisdictions. Now, I believe there's an extremely good biblical case for that concept of jurisdictions yes and you can find it if you look in the if you look in the bible you read the bible okay um and what we see is that parents have authority over children i am not sure that the bible ever clearly defines when child ends okay so but let's probably somewhere people would argue you know (laughs) somewhere you know Maybe 18, maybe 20, maybe some people would argue 13, 14. I don't know. But it, it's a ways into life. You know, it's after you finish nursing, you you have language acquisition, you have all these things. OK, that has been the belief system of Christians for a long time, thousands of years. And by the way, it's been the belief system probably of most of the world mm-hmm. for a long time. All right. There are exceptions. Right. Now, let me let me read to you. I have to quote him because he's one of the most honest, forthright guys who's written about homeschooling. It's it's this book. Uh, I think you and I have looked at it before. Homeschooling, the history and philosophy of a controversial practice by James Dwyer and Sean Peters. And Dwyer is the philosopher and Peters is the historian. I've complimented Dwyer because he was honest and he laid out his presuppositions on page whatever page this is, 156. I just want to read one here yeah. for us. For one, one for us. Number four, the state must have the ultimate authority to determine what children's interests are. 
Okay. Now, some people are shocked at that. What? Yeah, that's that is the status worldview that your child is in a sense. He would not say this, but in a sense, your child is the property of the state. It's under the guardianship of the state. And the state allows Nathan and his wife, allows them to make some decisions. And if Nathan and his wife don't do what the state thinks is right, then you don't get to make decisions anymore. All right. That's the basic <laughs> diametrical worldview clash here. And so when we talk about the jurisdiction of parents, it's not just rights, Nathan, you know this. It's a duty for right. Nathan and his wife. It's a duty for Nathan and his wife to make good decisions. And good is defined by biblical right. for, their, for their children. It is not the duty, nor is the responsibility of the state to do that. Right. State's responsibility is if, if Nathan and his wife do bad things defined biblically, the state is supposed to punish Nathan. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> what is in the biblical that's in uh, account of what is, what's the right and responsibility of the yes. state. That's it. Yes. It's not parent uh, raising your children <laughs> for the Lord. It's, it's that's, that's, it's that's clearly the parent's category of jurisdiction and the state has its clear category. Sure. So when you look at something like uh, a child being able to stick another, you know, M instead of F on a student ID card, male versus female, or U for unknown, or well, I don't even know what they do anymore. <laughs> it's, a, it's kind of wild. That almost seems absurd in light of this in big philosophical picture. And but but it's not absurd because the practical application is a statist would say, hey, it's more like a democracy, or it's it's more like whoever's in power at the time gets to decide what is good or bad for children. So if if the if the 51 percent or let's say a legislature that's gone AWOL, if they decide it is good for there to be 10, 12, 15, 55 genders, then that is good. And if that's yeah. good, then Nathan and his wife are bad for saying no to that. Right. So it is a religious thing that legislate are trying to do to people and Christians and people who believe in parental duty and authority need to push back, fight back really hard. And if you give an inch in the medical arena, you just gave an inch in the entire realm of parental versus state authority. Right. It's which includes tied together, which includes uh, medical, like you mentioned, it includes education. Yep. It includes a, a host of things, including mental health, mental health, mental health really whatever that is, mental health. Yeah. It includes food, <laughs> shelter, clothing. It includes everything, everything. You, you cannot parse it out. You cannot yeah. parse it out. If you're going to give the state the authority over a child's sex, I don't even like the word gender because it's not a biblical term. If you're going to give the, the state authority over to of of coming up with specious arguments about what sex is or gender is well then you just seeded you just seeded that whole realm of their life which is really you're seeding all of it to the state right yeah and that comes back to homeschooling because homeschooling is right <clears throat> there smack in the middle of all of that because homeschooling isn't just what the world would say is education it's all of life because it's all of life it's all it's, of life yeah 
I, I, people, if you want to have fun and get a little bit of, as my brother would say, edumacation, uh, go to Webster's 1828 Dictionary online. It's a cool dictionary. And look up education. It's a wonderful definition and basically includes all of life. You know, so yeah. again, it, unless parents are doing something that would be biblically defined as harmful, the state has absolutely no authority or right to get involved. You know, right. so that's and if you if you give away an inch here, then you might as well give away a, a foot. You might as well give away a yard. And it all creeps and overlaps. And, right. I mean, just just for fun, you know this, Nathan, better than I. Let's say you you home educate your children and you say, oh, that's so nice. We escaped the uh, injections into their body. <laughs> well, you know what? If the legislature says, no, we want all children to be, have injections on right. our schedule, on our opinion, on our belief system. Now you're overlapping again into the family realm. Right. You know? So, yeah. It, it, it reminds me of an illustration that Michael Smith likes to use about, you know, chipping away at these rights, parental rights. And and that is um, the sharks and there being blood in the water. If you have. Oh, blood, yeah. If yeah. you give an inch, like you said, if you give an inch, there will be blood in the water and people with all of these different passions in the legislature that I work in, you know, here in California, we've got 120 legislators. Each one of them has their own passion about what yes. they are yes. going after, you know, what they're pursuing, yeah. what bill they want really, really bad. And um, they can all certainly do a whole bunch of bills, but uh, they all have their passions. And if there's blood in the water because something uh, gave up uh, an inch of freedom and they're looking at that and saying, oh, well, if they can win that space i can win my space too yes and the sharks will be circling and before you know it parental rights won't even be yeah. a thing anymore it'll be yes. something from the history books the will of the wisp uh, i recently wrote an article i don't know whether it's published yet but it's called the homeschool freedom space and i really think and, and somebody could show me wrong but i think that the the world of home education parent directed home based education uh, it comes from God and it's just recognized by states. It is, it is really, Nathan, the only real, true, genuine, kind of like all the way freedom space in America and it's in a lot of nations. It's, if you lose a bit of it, you've, you've lost the real thing. You know, it's, it's, if you cannot teach your children what you believe, um, and I don't mean isolationist, I don't mean heavy handed, I, I don't mean any of that, but if you if you cannot if you're not allowed to do that if you're not allowed to decide you know what kind of food they eat, whether horrible junk food or the most <laughs> expensive organic food you know and right. you cannot decide uh, whether they have 29 injections of, of of stuff medicine by the time they're 17 versus none if you cannot decide these things you've sort of lost the biblical liberty that we're supposed to have in how we raise our children right it, yeah. it's interesting how our society still uh, it, it, <clears throat> like the movie theaters and r-rated films right you a minor can't go in and yes. go see a movie without their parents permission or another adult yeah. but they can they can go do some of these other things it seems so bizarre that 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 line is is there and yet right yeah. 
Does there's a, some other there's ones one, there's one more thing politically and philosophically. About 23 years ago, a professor named Rob Reich, who is not a known political politician, some people know. Hey, Rob Reich was at, I think he was at Stanford University. Yes. And he wrote an article that looked, you know, on the face of it, it kind of looked, okay, it's interesting. He said, there are not two stakeholders, the parents and the state. There are three stakeholders, the parent, the state, and the child. And so, you know, we got to look at the, the, the interests of all three of these. Well, there's some truth to that. However, where he lands and where Dwyer lands basically is, well, who's going to decide what the interests of the child are? The state. Right. So you're back to two stakeholders. And it's it's so obvious. It's the biblical polemic. You want God to be in charge with the parents as the stewards, or you want the government state to be in charge. You know, that's that's yeah. what both do. So homeschoolers and everybody, whether you are a Christian or not, you need to push hard and fight to keep total absolute parental authority unless the children are being obviously harmed from a biblical perspective right yeah, yeah. yeah. um so uh briefly real briefly um uh i saw this article um about pew research center put out a report about weight that different types of people give to different uh, news sources and how that sort of shifts over time and yes you know republican uh numbers in terms of what republicans view as a reliable news source versus democrats and yes all of this sort of just made me want to ask you when we look at news sources how do we how do we know you know they they seem to conflict all the time and you know we just we're looking at an article that and that has some issues with it in terms of its um uh what the ideas that it presents and how it presents them how do we how do we find news that's reliable and how do Mm. we discern through that do you have some tips on that yes but you know nathan the first (laughs) answer is gonna be philosophy yeah (laughs) the world yeah i mean every every and and i say this publicly to to lay people to academics that you know what we we want to think that that researchers are like Dr. Spock in that old TV series. They're just all brain, no emotions, no biases. It's just the facts, ma'am. We, you know, we, we, we kind of want to believe that. And it's not true. Uh, all, all individuals, you know, whether they're physicists, whether they're carpenters, they all have, they all have values and beliefs that, that color themselves, color their thinking, how they, how they bring in information, how they analyze it, how they present it to others. It's the same thing with journalists, and it's the same thing with a news outlet in general. It it, it will have some kind of worldview bias. Yeah. And let's just admit that. Let's just get it out on the table. People my age used to kind of think that Walter Cronkite was like God speaking on the news at night, and you could always trust him. Well, <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I really doubt it. <clears throat> Maybe he was more balanced and honest than a lot of journalists today. Maybe he was. Uh, so first step, recognize what your own worldview is, your own worldview construct. Um, let's say you're a Christian and you say, hey, if I'm a Christian, I'm supposed to think scripturally 
Mm -hmm. That's the measure of everything. So one starting point is to make sure you kind of understand the the nature of the people who own and run the media outlet. And, and in general, you're going to be able to trust Christians more in general. So you can look for news outlets that are run by Christians. Second point, they make mistakes too. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. They have their own little mini biases also that are maybe not biblical. <clears throat> so second point is, you know, recognize the, the worldview or the ownership of any media you're using. And third, read from a variety of sources. Um, so yeah, you might have your two favorite Christian run news outlets, and you might have your favorite libertarian news outlet. Well, go ahead and try to find one or two favorite secular leftist Marxist statist <laughs> news outlets also to, to get a little angle, you know? Yeah. Uh, they get some things right. And that'll help you to kind of bounce and edge off the others to see, you know, if, if these two Christian run, say, X, and the libertarian one says X adjusted, and then these other way left Marxist, you know, they're saying N and, and Y, like, okay, you might need to take a little time to resolve it if it's that yeah. way, way different. Um, so that's like trust, but verify. Right, right. And I think the last thing I would say is, well, a couple more things. One, primary sources. I was just talking about this with a friend, a uh, church leader in my church, that when I was trained up in the sciences, biology, then I focused in on zoology, and then I got into science education. We were trained very, I think, very well. I mean, we had it hammered into us back in the 70s and 80s to go to primary sources. And, and Nathan, I was so trained that I was taught, and I believe this, I could not cite anything unless I had personally read and seen the research journal article. Not just somebody told me about it, not just a summary. You know, I had to see it to cite it. And then you have to be very careful of secondary sources, extremely dubious when you think about tertiary sources. And 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 now and now apparently I'm, don't quote me, okay? But now apparently <laughs> some of the artificial intelligence is making up quotes and making up sources. You can't. It's like you have to really do your homework. Yes. Yes. So be, be careful about being adamant about anything unless you've got a primary source. Right. So I, I literally go when all this stuff was starting about government controls and, and health officials saying you should get this injection or do that three years ago. I personally went and read the original studies. It takes time. Yeah. It takes time, you know. And finally, friends, don't get anxious about the news. Yeah. Yeah. Because we know there's a sovereign God who's in charge. But yeah, those be my tips for now. And that's and that's really our, our ultimate uh source for understanding anything uh that filter should be uh scripture god's word to us and ultimately everything has to go through that ultimately everything will be um tested against yes, that in the end absolutely and so as we as we live as we uh struggle through these these challenges as we have conversations with people about articles that come from the Washington Post or other places um 
seems like it all comes back to that. We need to rely on scripture. And I, I appreciate something that, um, that Jay Adams said in his book on discernment was that only regular study of scripture can give you true discernment. No matter what topic that you're addressing, God cares about everything. Mm -hmm. So it kind of comes back to that same thing again. Read your Bible. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> just you just keep reading and reading and asking God for wisdom and he gives it. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time today. And I am really grateful for your insight on these things. And um, I'm sure we'll be talking again soon um, because these so. issues never go away. <laughs> I would like to. All right. Thanks, Brian. Welcome. Thank you, Nathan. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Frontline with FPM. For more information about the topics we discuss here, check out Family Protection Ministries at fpmca.org and subscribe to our channel.